Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Always appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80 and tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio all day long today. It is Giving Tuesday. If you don't know what it is, I'll be glad to tell you. It's a day when people all across this great country of ours give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. All day long, all day today on ESPN Radio, we're going to be supporting the V Foundation. And if you're able, we hope that you'll choose to join us today on this Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now. That is v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for cancer research. The Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, to say that he's aggressive would be an understatement. He owns two different franchises, one in the NFL, one in MLS. In the last 18 months, he has fired not one, not two, not three, or four different coaches, including two at midseason, last year at the Panthers and this year at the Panthers. He still does not want to hear that he's an impatient guy, no matter what you've seen the last 18 months. My reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't, you know, come here too. It does. Now, that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. Um, and as you know, as I said, you know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody <laughs> that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. The dictionary definition of patience is as follows. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset he must have a different definition of patience as an owner so far when it comes to david tepper of the carolina panthers Freddie, when it comes to this organization and david tepper whoever he chooses as the next head coach he's going to have to he's going to have to show patience because this is not going to be a one-year fix with this football team i think they need entirely too much offensively and defensively and particularly like you want to surround your quarterback the guy you chose number one overall the guy that you expect to be your franchise guy for the next 10 to 15 years you have to make sure he's protected offensive line wise you got to get better guys in there you also have to surround him with skilled position players that can get it done and win uh, against one-on-one coverage so this is not a one or two year thing it's Mm -hmm. a two to three year thing a two to four year uh, plan for whoever comes in and be the head coach next for the Carolina Panthers. And it's going to take that patience. And I'm going to bring up a guy like Dan Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the wins instantly from Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions? No. But you've seen the promise, right? You've seen, you've seen the, the purpose. You've seen the passion. You've seen the – I'm trying to think what's the word I'm looking for. Fervor. There you go. Yeah, I'm here for you. 
I'm there you go. You've seen that. all of those things within Dan Campbell and what he was trying to do with that football team. Mm-hmm. And we see right now the Detroit Lions and that ownership and general manager, they're, they're reaping the fruit of, of, of that patience that they sowed. I'm glad you mentioned about Dan Campbell because it can be very easy to be seduced when you see people have success immediately. And if you're David Tepper, when you bought this franchise – after the whole thing involving Jerry Richardson and the NFL essentially said, you cannot be an owner of an NFL team anymore with all that stuff that came out. Just Google Jerry Richardson, Carolina Panthers owner, and make sure your kids are not around. This public service message brought by Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, or Freddie and Harry. He has been seduced by seeing other organizations having instant success, not realizing that is not the barometer when it comes to NFL teams having success. There are a lot more failures early than there is success early. But if you're David Tepper and you believe that Bryce Young is supposed to be your guy and that Frank Reich was going to get the best out of Bryce Young, 11 games in, you believe that's not going to work. And it is your right to feel that way as an owner. But if you feel that way, okay. But then you said this about, well, if I kind of sort of had my way, I wouldn't have Bryce Young as my quarterback. No, it's been reported, and we've talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Sure you it's did. just not the way the process was done. Oh. The process was done the way the process was done. Okay. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room yeah. and, four, and the way the votes came in, uh-huh. it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. Okay. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, mm-hmm. I could have vetoed that choice. Oh. In both cases, I supported both choices. Um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell does he feel like he need to tell us he, he could veto all those choices? I would think you would you can veto those choices if you're the owner of the football team. We know at the end of the day you have the final say in the, in the decision. You don't have to tell us that. And secondly, you don't have to tell everyone in the world that if you had the second pick that you was planning to take C.J. Stroud because you thought the Houston Texans were going to take Bryce Young. Why does people need to know all of that? Why, Fred? I don't, I don't understand it. Here's something else that I did not need to know, and I'm going to say this very, very carefully. David Tepper, I know it's your team. The fact that you're in that room making those decisions should scare every Carolina Panthers fan. Because I don't know your football pedigree is to think that you can veto people that you put in place to make these kind of decisions. If you don't trust those people to do that, then find different people or just name yourself the de facto general manager slash owner and see exactly where that gets you. A lot of people think that Jerry Jones makes all the decisions. Jerry Jones has veto power, but he will trust guys that will say, nope, we're not doing that. Prime example, if he had his way, he would have drafted Johnny Manziel, the quarterback out of Texas A&M. They literally had to tackle him to keep him from getting that card to the podium. You know who they chose in the draft that year? Zach Martin, a guy who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the great guards in the National Football League last 20 to 25 years. This is why owners should not be in that room making those kind of decisions when you've never been a general manager, you've never been a player personnel director. So, David Tepper, don't give me this whole nonsense about I'm a patient guy. You have shown you're not a patient guy. You want things yesterday. I get it. You want it to be successful. But if I'm a Panthers fan and I heard him say, I have veto power because I'm in that room, 
That should scare me to death based on previous incidents and events that have gone on since he's taken over the Carolina Panthers. It's the thing for me that, like, I think we all know that. Why do you feel the need that you have to say that? Like, I, I would think as the owner, we would know at the end of the day, if you don't like something, you can be like, hey, you know what? That's not the direction we're going. Why do you feel like you have to tell anyone that? And I would also say this, Freddie, because when you talked about other organizations having that instant uh, instant success, when you look at the Houston Texans mm-hmm. and where they were before D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud got there, you look at the instant success at the Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniel and, and they were able to have – you look at the Denver Broncos. I'm going to throw them a team in there that didn't have the instant, instant success early on, mm-hmm. but they figured things out, and they're on a five-game winning streak. So you're so busy watching everybody else's food right. that you're not worried about the food that's on your plate. Every case and everything is different. Like you can't, you can't look at all those situations through your lens because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and everything that's going on within those, those organizations either. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get people to trust your organization in the Carolina Panthers when you have an owner saying that I veto power, but I kind of want to see Jay Stroud, but I could have vetoed it, but I didn't veto it. That's just too confusing. <laughs> if I'm a Panthers fan, yep. that has my head spinning just thinking about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We did mention the Dallas Cowboys and a lot of owners trying to get in touch with the inner Jerry Jones. A lot of it comes to David Tepper. I'll give Jerry Jones credit for this. He loves to talk. He has not met a microphone that he did not want to speak into about, ah, oh, you know, I still believe in the Dallas Cowboys and we know exactly what kind of football team that we have. And, when Dak Prescott is our quarterback, we have enough confidence to believe that we can finally break that drought of not getting to the Super Bowl but winning that Uh-oh. Super Bowl. He does not have a problem speaking, but he also has done a really good job of taking a step back and letting people that work for him and say, I trust your judgment. But we know when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, you got those expectations. The Miami Dolphins, they've raised those expectations. They clearly understand exactly that now they've gotten everybody's attention, especially being in first place in the AFC East. It may not be a fair question, but I'm going to ask it when it comes to these two teams right now who I think are mirror images of each other. Good records, but they have not beaten good football teams in terms of the upper echelon in the AFC and in the NFC. So just for this year only, Harry Douglas, which is more overrated in terms of their chances to be a contending team and get to the playoffs and win in the playoffs? Is it the Cowboys in the NFC or is it the Dolphins in the AFC? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And that's because I think I believe more in the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. When you when you look at their defense, they have a guy Michael Parsons who can be a game wrecker and take the football away and force fumbles by sacking the quarterback. Also, you can't ignore the fact that they have a guy over there right now named Deron Bland Ooh. who has five interceptions returned for a touchdown. So when you have players that can score points for you and give you instant offense when they're playing defense, then I can't ignore that. Also, Dak Prescott, I think over the last five weeks, have played better than any quarterback in the National Football League. Now, is he the best quarterback in the National Football League? No. But over that five-game five span, yeah. he has played the best of, of, of everyone. So that's why I'm choosing Dallas to, to, to be the team over okay. the Miami Dolphins. You mentioned Dak Prescott, and he talked about being an MVP candidate, which not a lot of people saw coming. What I say to myself is I, really, I haven't done shit. You know what I mean? It's... Um, 
regular season, numbers are great. We're getting wins. That's, what, that's what's most important. But at the end of the day, we're trying to stack and keep growing this team to make sure that we're getting better each and every week. He said the same thing in terms of both of these teams. We haven't done bleep yet. We've got nice records. we got good records. We both believe we're going to be playoff teams. And I'm with you in terms of the Cowboys because, because of starting the helmet, being the most overrated. But if you're a Dolphins team, at least I've seen Dallas been able, I guess, to beat good teams before with Dak Prescott. I'm still waiting for that, the Miami Dolphins, before this year. And if they're able to do that, they've gotten a little bit closer. Got the brakes beating off them by the Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles. They were in that game in the second half against the Kansas City Chiefs before they had a bad snap. They had a chance to tie that game and maybe force an overtime when these two played in Frankfurt, Germany. But at least I've seen Dak have those kind of games where I say, okay, I know that's there. People keep telling me that Tua Tagovailoa has it. Still haven't seen it yet. Hasn't manifested itself yet. That's why I'll, I'll consider them this year a little bit more overrated than Dallas Cowboys. At least I look at Dak and say, oh, yeah, he's playing like that. Good luck. I look at Tua and I'm like, no, I'm still waiting. And if I get it, is it going to be good enough for the Miami Dolphins to be that kind of team that they think they can be, whether they win the AFC East or not? I think the biggest stretch for the Miami Dolphins is coming up within their last three games. Uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th, they have the Dallas Cowboys. And then the following week, they go to Baltimore. And then they finish things up at home with the Buffalo Bills. And we got to remember, the Buffalo Bills at that juncture in the season, they're still going to be fighting for their playoff lives. So every win for them is going to matter. Uh, Three weeks of a gauntlet and – I don't think we can ignore the 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 Jets game pre, previous to the Dallas game uh, because that because because of that defense. The Jets mm-hmm. were able to get a pick six yes. before we seen the yep. <laughs> hail mary six. <laughs> Fail mary. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You can't have a hail hail and it lands with the arms of the opposing guy <laughs> because even he wasn't saying his prayers. You think oh, I'm just going to knock this ball down? And then the ball hit him right in the hands. And off he went in the other direction. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs. If you need protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami. On the return... And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. Even Bob was choosing the Jets play-by-play voice on 98.7 ESPN New York. Could not believe what he was witnessing describing that action. The guy that's a part of that failed Mary in favor of him and not against the Jets is Javon Holland. Has been a terrific safety for the Miami Dolphins. He joins us here in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Javon, I'm sure you heard the call of your play that they're calling the failed Mary from that Black Friday win you had against the New York Jets. And you can be honest, when you start saying to yourself, I can't believe this is happening when you had the ball in your hands. Yeah, man, I was as soon as he threw it up, I was like, wow, he's really going to he's really gonna let this go. And then as soon as I caught it, I was like, oh, I got some space. And then it started opening up for me, and I was like, oh, I might be able to take this back to the crib. And once I made that cut off of Chubb's block, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely happening. I'm definitely getting in the zone. Wow. 
So I, I got to ask you about the big guy, Christian Wilkins, man, because he had a solid block. Did you give him some love and show him some love? You know, big guys need loving, too, for making sure, man, he, he escorted you in that end zone. Yeah, I had to show him some love, man. You know, he, he flat back to running back. That was, like, probably the, the most dangerous threat down the field. He pancaked him. He uh, pancaked him. Yeah, he pancaked him. He took care of him. I was good after that. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that happens, and no one sees it coming. But then you're able to make those kind of plays. We're starting to see that more and more from your defense, Javon, as this year has gone along. How much more of a comfort level do you guys have at all three levels to be the kind of defense you believe you can be when you get to the playoffs? Oh, a bunch of comfort. It, it really is, especially with, with Rams back, man. It's a, it's a, it's just a calm cloud. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's nice to know that at at all three levels, we're going to be able to make the plays. We're going to be able to execute, and it's building our trust in each other, which effectively helps us play even more, even better because we have such trust in each other. So, it, it's it's helping a lot. Yeah, five interceptions in the last two games. Both opponents that y'all played the last two weeks, y'all held them mm-hmm. to 13 points. That's phenomenal. But I'm going to ask you about your defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, right? Um, I understand his system is different from what y'all guys had the last few years. Are you starting to feel like y'all are actually starting to get everything down, pat, and everyone is more comfortable within the system at this juncture in the season? Uh, yeah, but I, I honestly, I wouldn't even say that we're all the way there, um, mm-hmm. just yet. You know, it's definitely starting to come to fruition and, you know, what our coaches and, and Vic has been, have been telling us through camp, through OTAs, um, definitely we're starting to see, you know, the, the fruits of our labor, but I still think that we've got another step and I still think we've got another level that we can rise to, um, so that we can become, you know, very dominant, um, game in and game out, you know, and, and not just have to put on these amazing performances. I mean, just like in everyday defense, you know what I mean? So, um, Vic's defense is very unique, uh, and I am enjoying playing under it. It's been challenging, but I am really enjoying the challenge. Now, your Oregon Ducks Friday, they play in the Pac-12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix is a bad boy. We did college mm-hmm. game day for that first matchup, Javon. Let me know what's going to go down. Hey, look. A broke clock is right twice a day, and it just so happens that the last time watching to play Oregon, they happen to be right. But it ain't going to happen again. It ain't going to happen again. Last national championship ever is not going to happen again. The the, the Huskies, they're going down. Ducks going to fly. It is what it is because, look, I'm going to always ride for my Ducks, and I'm going I'm to keep – I'm going to stand on 10. I put all my money on Bo Nick, Bo Dacious, baby. That's just what it is. He's going to be the better quarterback that day. They can play in the NFL 100 years, and college rivalries never go away. And Javon nope. Holland of the Miami Dolphins, Oregon Duck himself, let us know that right now on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You're here on behalf of TCL Ultimate Game Day, Javon. What is your involvement with that, my friend? So after I scored my touchdown, I had no idea, but TCL actually had a unlimited or ultimate game day upgrade, which basically for that day, if somebody scored a 98-yard touchdown or more, and they were giving out a million dollars worth of 98-inch TV. So my agents reached out to me and told me that I'm getting a 98-inch TV. Hallelujah. God, <laughs> pray God. But as well, <laughs> but also they, they picked 84 random fans that entered the win. Um, the next one to come up is this Thursday, Seahawks versus Cowboys. If the teams combine for more than 50 points, then they're going to put out 50K worth of TVs and giveaways. And you can go down to tcl.com backslash upgrade. And you're gonna have a chance to win. TCL is a new partner this year for the NFL, so they are definitely doing these crazy, uh, crazy deals based on 
uh, their you know fans' favorite teams, and uh, this is the next one that's coming up. Well, damn, Javon, I need to sign up. Why I sign up at? <laughs> TCO.com yeah. backslash upgrades. Yeah, wow. let me get that. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I need you, boss man. I need you this weekend. 98 yarder. So I can get this TV. <laughs> hey, no, no cap. No cap. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Javon, man, you keep improving week after week. It's such a treat to watch you be a part of the defense like that. Continue success, my friend. Go get in the rest of the season. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie Harry, and you take care. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, Javon Holly, Miami Dolphins safety. By the way, he reminds me a lot like you. Guy who played the game, knows the game, knows how to break down the game, knows how to talk about it. You know, he can. May he, have, he, he may have a career he after he's may, done, just, huh? Just a tad. Just may, a, he may have a little something. Just a, a and, he has a, and he has a personality, too. No question. You and not afraid I mean? to show that personality. Exactly. Some yep. guys believe they need to keep it. Inside, in house, Javon's like, oh, no, this is me. This is who I am. Express and, yourself. Especially when he described Christian Wilkins pancaking that guy. He said, when I saw that, <laughs> I knew I was good after that. That's it. I think you were good the minute you caught the ball at the two yard line before you even got to somebody blocking for you. Who, who did he uh, score that touchdown on? Against what was the team again? You could say J E T S Justin. Oh, it was season. a Jets. Oh, it was a Jets. I was, it was funny. I was going. I went down to New York. On that Black Friday, my wife took me to see the New York Knicks game against the Miami Heat. So we get into New York City. And she said, you want to watch the game? I said, I know what's going to happen. I don't need to watch that blank. So we get to Smashburger, which is right around the corner from Madison Square Garden. And they had the game on on the TV in the place. And I see the ball, I see the ball being thrown. Up there. I'm thinking, this is not going to be good. And as soon as he caught the ball, I'm thinking, somebody, never mind. I just give it time. Hey, hey, who's your quarterback again, Tim Ball? I, let me I, let me holler at my boy Jesse yeah. Bates so he can take another one to the house this weekend well, for me. No, no, put it this way. I'd rather have that with Tim Boyle at quarterback than Zach Wilson starting another game for my team ever again. I'd rather have that. Falcon safety, Jesse Bates, he is joining us tomorrow. Y'all know I'm going to cut up. I'm going to act a fool. Make sure you tune in. Jesse Bates is going to be here with us tomorrow. Not tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I may sit out that interview and let you fellow Falcons just have a whole conversation <laughs> in the nest and just stay on the outside here again as far as that goes. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. Which NFL team do you trust the most right now? Let us know in the Dr. Pepper call online at triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Which NFL team do you trust the most right now? We'll even ask that question of an FOS friend of the show who's going to stop by and give us maybe a surprising answer. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Today is Giving Tuesday. It's a day when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So today, all day long, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. If you're able, go to v.org slash donate to help support the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Give them half a chance to live it up. Take that hope and multiply it. There's no way. Hello, 
Uh, Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. We are Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio like you just heard. Go to v.org slash donate. That is v.org slash donate now on this Giving Tuesday and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. And we turn back to the National Football League. We always love our weekly visits with our man Andrew Hawkins, who played in the NFL and the CFL. As a matter of fact, if we had the cameras, he'd like he could play in the NFL right now. Hit him up on Twitter <laughs> at Hawk as an ESPN NFL analyst. Before we get into the NFL team you trust the most right now, uh-huh. we got to play this for you. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, they looked a lot better after being down 14 nothing to Raiders. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the offense, they scored 31 points. And we all believe that there's a certain Sesame Street character that he sounds like. Yeah, I think it was just we, we executed better. I mean, you, you said it. Um, we, we've, we've shown that we can move the ball, um, but penalties and, and drops and me not getting to the right guy at the right time. Um, if you look at the first drive, I mean, I, I go to Jay White, but they drop Kels from a cover zero pressure. I might have been the second, the second drive. Um, and so just like little things like that has kind of stalled some of our drives. But we got, we got to it, kind of went back to the fundamentals this week, and uh, we kept pressing and pushing, and we're going to try to keep going the rest of the, the season. The minute that Alstaff heard that hog, Kermit the Frog <laughs> could not have entered their ears and minds quick enough. What say you? Yeah, I mean he he's a he's a goat Kermit voice, and there's a couple <laughs> of them. He he's he's like a, he's in the Mount Rushmore. There's like two chains has a little bit of that going. <laughs> Lil Yachty has that going. The singer Sampha he he's one. Okay, okay. Gibeon is another one. Did like you? the day. That, that's yeah, true. That's there true. is a certain quality of distinction <laughs> that contributes to people's fame. If you think about anybody famous, you can typically think of one trait uh, right. that you associate with them all the time. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is his voice. Something he should be proud of. Man, him and that Kermit the Frog voice out there carving people up exactly. left and right. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Can't do nothing with him. He went to, like, next levels when it comes you, up to there's, people. There's a Hall of Fame. I got a list of them. I, I, <laughs> I wait to hear. I got, I got a cousin oh, who's yeah? an all-time CFL receiver, okay. like, all-time leading receiver, G-Roy Simon. Okay. He got a voice like that. Really? There's, there's a greatness to it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> something that contributes. I'm not disagreeing with that as far as that goes. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, and who knows that he was a Kermit the Frog, you know, voice connoisseur. Hit him on Twitter. <laughs> Hawk joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He believes, me and Harry believes, right now the Philadelphia Eagles are the team that he would trust the NFL most right now. Mm-hmm. I still believe it's Kansas City. Uh-huh. To be the man, you got to beat the man. What NFL team right now do you trust the most? I'm, I'm, I'm with Harry. I think uh, the Philadelphia Eagles because I think what people are looking at is a flaw with their team, that they have to come back from double-point double deficits or that they have these very close encounters. I look at that as in a positive attribute. It built it builds character and it also reinforces this idea within their locker room that they can win in any scenario. And so, you know, one win, two wins, luck, you know, things happen that way. The way that they're doing it and the consistency, I am telling you, even that last win where everybody contributes from Bradbury to Elliott to Kelsey to Hertz, like it's like they're doing whatever needs to be done to win these football games against good football teams. They're going to be battle-tested. So I, I would trust them more than anybody else. And I'll, I will also say when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, right, it's it's not the same person all the time. Exactly. We understand it, it, Jalen Hurts is the 
the finale of everything. Yeah. But it's different guys here and there. One game it might be DeAndre Swift. One mm-hmm. game it might be A.J. Brown. Uh, the other day it was Devontae Smith. Yes. When Dallas Goddard was, was playing, it was a game, it was him. It was so many different people. Yep. You mentioned Bradbury. Mm-hmm. It's so many different guys that I think that you can count on and big moments on that football yep. team to the point that where they're going to come through. So I think when you have – multiplicity of different guys mm-hmm. that can do that on a football team, man, I, I can't I can't sit here and pick flaws about them. I, I agree with you. Them winning close games, if you're in that multiple times and you're able to win, mm-hmm. when it comes playoff time and you're in that close game, you're not going to panic like I haven't seen this football team in two years because they believe in everything that they do. Absolutely. The players on that team, it's, it's never like who's going to make the play. Right. And even last week, you look at the game against the Bills. If you take one of those players out, they don't win the football game. Right. Right. And you can say that about every game. Yes. But I'm I'm telling you, to Harry's point, like when these moments get critical and the game is on the line and you have a collection of players being like, yo, I want to make this play for the team. That's a hard right. team to beat. It, it's just it is, especially late in the season. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst on Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio. It's going to be an outside matchup. Hopefully both quarterbacks will be able to stand up. When it comes to San Francisco 49ers, when they go back to Philadelphia and take on the Eagles, the 49ers were running their mouth after last year mm-hmm. when they lost saying we had guys healthy. And Hassan Reddick, after they won against Buffalo on Sunday night, said, okay, now you got to make that blank stand up. We're going to find out. And I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. what he said. Yep. So if I describe 49ers Eagles about to play what seems to be the biggest regular season game of this season, Andrew, what do you say? Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, you know, if you ask people who – are the best teams in the league. I mean, they would probably say the Eagles and the 49ers, right? When the 49ers are at full strength, full strength. Like, yeah, they had that moment with no Debo and a lot of things going on. But when they're mm-hmm. at full strength, I think these are the best two teams in the league. And the fact that they have history makes it that much better. I got to ask you about the Ravens. Do, do you think the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC? Um, Yes. Yeah. You hesitated, though. Wow. I, I did hesitate because with no Mark Andrews, I am curious to see how this offense continues to evolve, okay. right? Yeah. Like, you take away the number one. We just talked about it with the 49ers. But you took Debo out of that offense, it looked differently. You could talk about Brock Purdy. You can talk about the way that they, they call plays or sure. the defense. When you took Debo out, they lost games. When you put him back, they are a different football team. Mark Andrews is the number one receiver for, for, for Lamar Jackson. And they're going to – they've went – and they won in spite of him not being there. But, like, again, when these games become critical and now you have very good teams that are also vying for Super Bowl and playoff implications, without someone as good as Mark Andrews is, that's where I question. It's the same question I have around the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like, we see him good in moments. We see those receivers play well sometimes. Sure. But, it, you know, if they don't show up, in a critical moment or a critical game, like we've seen them do routinely throughout this season, how, how do you have confidence in that? So that's my question about the Ravens. Are they going to be able to continue to keep that going without Mark Andrews offensively? The Bears with mm-hmm. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. If you're the general manager, Ryan Poles, yeah. are you keeping him and putting pieces around him or moving on from him and taking the number one pick in the draft next year? And selecting a quarterback. I think it's a mutual parting of ways. I think, okay. you know, I, 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 I still think Justin Fields has a lot of ability. When you watch him so play. So if you were the GM, you would keep him? No. Okay. I wouldn't because we went through this last year. 
right? The definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing and expecting different results. <laughs> so if you had the opportunity at the number one overall pick two years in a row, last year you made the decision, hey, we're going to keep them. We're going to build around them. You're now in the same position as an organization. If you do that twice and expect this different <laughs> result, that makes you a lunatic. So Why, why are you so crazy, Hulk? I'm just saying, man. I mean, like, theory, what's, like, the, de- what's you, the definition again, Hulk? Uh-huh. Doing the same thing uh-huh. over and, and expecting over different results. Because, <laughs> look, you, you literally won the lottery. Like, the, the chances of you having twice. your first overall pick two years in a row after what you got in return for that pick last year are slim. You can, you know, hey. It's time. If Caleb Williams is who they say he is, uh-huh. as a general manager, it, I mean, you'd, you'd look crazy not to take it, take a chance at that. <laughs> That's mm. tremendous. That's, I, I think Justin Fields is good. I, I, right. I honestly think they haven't given him what he's needed to reach his full potential. I agree. And so I think he will benefit from a change of scenery in an organization that really builds a system around him and gives him some kind of help, mm-hmm. which he just hasn't had in Chicago. Yeah, no doubt about that. I, I, like, I, I kind of agree with Hawk, though, because like, how often do you have the number one pick twice yeah. in back-to-back years mm-hmm. and you didn't take that quarterback? Granted, you got great compensation in the guys that you were able to pick and mm-hmm. get within that trade are phenomenal for your team. Yep. I just don't know if I see them passing up on a quarterback again and you can reset – the market money-wise within your franchise, too. Exactly. And on top of that, I mean, just think of it from a job situ- like scenario. Like, you're the general manager, okay? Last year, you made the decision to stick with Fields. And the fact that you're even having this debate tells you that Fields has yeah. still something to him that right. people are excited about that you could probably get trade value in. Are you really going to hang your professional hat on, I'm going to do it again? I mean, Makes sense. If, not, if the smart move, regardless of what you feel about fields or not, is to reset your professional clock and say, hey, now give me the opportunity to build around a new quarterback, whoever that is, whether it's Caleb, uh-huh. Drake May, or whoever. Coaches do it all the time. They come in, they say, oh, you know, I can fix this quarterback. And when they don't play, they say, I need a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not He's not it. And give me a chance to build around a new guy. That's yeah. that's how this works. Yeah. I, I do disagree, but you make some compelling points. You almost could have swayed me to the other side and say, yeah, maybe we should move on from Justin Fields. We always love you in studio, Hawk Mac. You with the great work, and thanks so much. Appreciate you guys for having me. Great stuff by Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, like we mentioned. The Mr. Swole that he is, a great follow on Twitter at Hawk. He joins us each and every week at this time right here on Freddie and Harry. Hit us on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. So they both agree, I meaning Harry Douglas and Andrew Hawkins, they believe the team they trust right now that you should trust right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's the Kansas City Chiefs because to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they won that championship last year. What about you? Triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Talk that talk in the Dr. Pepper calling line. Which NFL team do you trust the most right now? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Today is Giving Tuesday. It's a day when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So today, all day long, ESPN Radio is going to be supporting the V Foundation. If you're able, go to V.org slash donate to help support the V Foundation for Cancer Research. You're stronger than you know. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Series X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas believes the team he can trust the most right now in the NFL, that team is the E-A-G-L-E-S Philadelphia Eagles. For me, it's the home of the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. I've heard this before, and until somebody beats them, I'm still trusting them. What about you? What NFL team do you trust the most right now? We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Mark in New Mexico, which NFL team do you trust the most right now? Orale, brothers. Hey, first of all, I want to thank you guys, man. I love the show. I love thank the chemistry. You. Appreciate you. Uh, Freddie, I got a special place, man. I used to work nights way back 10, 12 years ago, and a lot of times it was your show helping me stay awake on those long hours. Thank you. Um, Appreciate Initially, that. when I called, it's funny, I was going to say the Chiefs, but the way you word the question, what team do I trust the most? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's my Cowboys to win the first playoff game and lose the second playoff game. <laughs> but what I really wanted you guys to break down without throwing too much at you. So the eye test, I know this year's Eagles are different than last year's Vikings. But all the stuff that you said about different people stepping up at the right times and finding ways to eke wins out. You guys, the experts, what you see, what's the difference why do you feel like the Eagles' luck won't run out when we hit the playoffs? That's a great question. Uh, I would say it's the consistency of this football team, right? It's the cool, calm, and collectiveness that they show in the biggest moments. They don't go in panic mode. You mm-hmm. Think about this. When they're down double digits at halftime versus the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator who is now the new offensive coordinator for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Brian Johnson, went into his bag. He made halftime adjustments. Also, I would also say that defense, defensively against the Kansas City Chiefs, they made halftime adjustments, right? So I think those are the type of things you have to believe in. And also when you have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. who's been able to get it done in the biggest moments, that's something to be said for. That's something to hang your hat on if you want to believe in the in the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Mark in New Mexico needs to be part of our production meetings every day because he was spot on with all his analysis. And I'll trampoline off of what you just said. I look at the Eagles and I trust them because not only have they done it, but I believe that they're going to do it. I never believed that about the Minnesota Vikings last year. And I know that they won every seemingly every one-score game last year. But there was something about them that didn't say, hmm, a team that can make a run in the playoffs. And they lost to the Giants in the first round at home. There were way too many instances where I thought that the other teams didn't win it more than the Vikings won it. To me, the Eagles take it away from you, even if you have them early, like the Chiefs did, like the Bills did, and a bunch of other teams that have been able to do that. I just trusted my eyes with that team more than the Vikings last year. And we got to also remember, like, the Minnesota Vikings had, if not the worst, the one of the bottom defenses in the National Football League last year. Daniel Jones carved them up left and right. Twice. Carved them up and then sent them home in the playoffs. We got to remember the Kansas, I mean, excuse me, the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to get the one seed. So they won't even be playing mm-hmm. the first weekend of the playoffs. Yeah, they'll get that bye and get a chance to rest up and well, then really be right and ready for everybody. Anybody who tries to come to the city of brotherly love and maybe get a brotherly shove out of the playoffs when the Eagles get through with them. Phil in North Carolina, which NFL team do you trust the most right now? 
Um, don't know if I really trust anybody, but if I had to make a choice, I'd go with you and the Ric Flair quote. Um, but I've got a, uh, a shout-out, a question for Harry. How do you feel about Harbaugh being in the NFC South next year? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, honestly, I, I would say this. I, I played against Jim Harbaugh multiple times when he was in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a phenomenal coach. Mm-hmm. I, I really did, and I thought those players embodied everything that he wanted to do. Yeah. And it was unfortunate that he, he had to leave San Francisco um, something between him and the general manager at the time, they didn't see eye to eye on some things. Yeah, I believe it was Trent Balky. Trent Balky, I'm not most, yeah, one hundred percent right. It was Trent Balky at the time, so unfortunately, he had to leave there and, and go back to college. But I think honestly, Jim Harbaugh would be phenomenal in the National Football League. He had instant success, mm-hmm. and like we see at Michigan right now, even though you have a lot of outside noise things going on internally that football team is close net no doubt no doubt they, they love Jim Harbaugh as a head coach and and it was like that in the NFL when his players played for him in San, San Francisco mark my words there will be a bidding war between the Chicago Bears the Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers with Jim Harbaugh yep based on what you just said he won immediate I know it's not a word he went immediately Immediately. <laughs> Not immediately. Immediately. When he got to the San Francisco 49ers, where they got to the NFC Championship game in his first year. And I know that was then, and this is now. But NFL owners love guys that can produce and provide blind loyalty to their teams. He has a check mark, checkbox next to both of those things. There will be a bidding war between those three teams. And track record means everything. One at Stanford, one at Michigan, mm-hmm. one yep. with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I mean, he went, winning. The he went to the University of San Diego. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know they had a football program. And he won at the University of San Diego. He is Harry Dawes. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're going to have an FOS stop by and tell you exactly why this day is the most important day of the year. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.